Hello there, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass. This is Fabienne Fredrickson, millionaire business mentor and founder of both ClientAttraction.com and AttractClients.com, where you can receive your free audio CD, How to Attract All the Clients You Need at No Charge. It's my treat. Again, that's AttractClients.com, and welcome to the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass. To reach that next bigger level of greatness and professional success, you must be willing to step outside of your existing comfort zone and make the changes that seem to threaten your safe way of being, knowing that you are always safe anyway. There is no other way to jump from your current small fishbowl into that bigger fishbowl or the ocean that awaits you. Through these classes and the conversations I share with my guests who are all playing their own bigger game, the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass is focused 100% on you finding the inspiration, courage, and personal best practices to do the same. Consider it a required curriculum for success. My guest expert today is Kate Northrup. Kate is a professional freedom seeker and creative entrepreneur. She created financial freedom for herself at the age of 28 through building a team of more than 3,000 wellness entrepreneurs in the network marketing industry. Her philosophy is that if you free yourself financially, you can be fully present to your purpose on the planet. She's committed to empowering as many people as possible to have the ultimate luxury in life, which is choice. Kate has spoken to audiences of thousands with Hay House, Wanderlust, USANA Health Services, and more. She's writing her first book, Money, A Love Story, and Untangling Your Financial Woes, Creating the Life You Really Want, and Living Your Purpose, published by Hay House. She also continues to mentor entrepreneurs through her network marketing team, The Freedom Family. You can find out more and take her free quiz at katenorthrop.com. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled that we're going to have a chance to chat today. And so how does one create financial freedom for herself at the age of 28? Do you, would you be willing to – I always – I find it fascinating – to see how people start things. Like, how do you start something like that? Would you tell us about it? Well, so the definition of financial freedom that I'm using with that in my bio is that your um, passive or residual income is greater than your living expenses. So people have two choices if they want to create financial freedom that way. They can they can both increase their passive or residual income or they can decrease their living expenses. And so to achieve that goal, I actually did both of those things. Um, and so I got started when I was 18. I Ever since I was a little girl, I saw both of my parents who were physicians work extremely hard. They were on call. They took amazing care of their patients. Um, and they did manage to come to all my elementary school plays and soccer games, but they didn't have a lot of time freedom. And I really desired from an early age to be able to stay home with my kids someday. So I set this goal for myself to be able to create financial freedom by the age of 30 so that when I have kids that I can stay home with them and hang out and build pillow forts and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh 
And so that's what I did, and I did it in the network marketing industry, which is some people know it as direct sales, and um, I started in that industry because it didn't require any particular skills or, um, you know, education or background that I couldn't learn in the training process. Hmm. And so, you know, this is the Play Big Masterclass, and mm-hmm. I always like to ask, what does it mean to you? What does playing bigger mean to you? What is required for someone to play bigger? Oh, this is such a great question. Um, and it's something that's really up for me right now because I do have this book coming out in the fall. Mm-hmm. And launching a book feels scary and it feels big. And Why so does it I'm feel just, scary and big? It feels scary because, you know, when you do bigger things, more people see it, and then more people get to tell you their opinion about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, whatever. Their opinion doesn't necessarily matter, but it still, it still is scary because I wouldn't say that – so I, I talk to people about money and creating a more loving relationship with their money, which I don't think fundamentally is that controversial. But money is a really emotionally charged issue for people because we really just, as human beings, we made up money. And so it really is just emotion, it's just emotionally charged because we infuse it with so much other stuff. And so it just feels, um, so anyway, that feels big and scary to go out in public talking about some of the ideas that I talk about. And so playing big to me is that right now very specifically. But kind of universally, it really has to do with, I think, turning up the volume on what we truly believe and how we can truly be of service. And those things often are interchangeable, for me at least. Absolutely. You know, I, I... We're growing bigger every day, <laughs> um, <laughs> at least in my company. And what I, yeah. I found this very interesting dynamic that at this point, you know, we're into the, you know, very large numbers on Facebook, very large numbers on, or at least in my, in my perception, you know, this is yeah. not like Mariah Carey or whatever numbers, <laughs> Lady Gaga, but still, for me, the biggest numbers ever. And yeah. I found that the bigger I've gotten, uh, even just in the past two, three, four months, Kate, the more people find that it's absolutely acceptable to take these crazy pot shots. Yeah. And I, I just, I've never experienced that. And, you know, I get that there's this fear of criticism that, that gets kicked in in me. That makes mm-hmm. me, oh, no, no, let's, 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 let's curl back and go under the covers because, right. I, you know, I'm a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. And I, I got really clear, I don't know if you ever, uh, when people say something, I think they, they get this jolt of keyboard confidence. Yes. Where, where they find it perfectly acceptable to say something super mean that is completely out of context and and clearly they didn't watch or read what you what you posted let's say on facebook mm-hmm. and something that they would never say to you in person and exactly. i i something i've i've been kind of you know thinking a lot about and then of course i'm reading people magazine the source of all good world news <laughs> 
And I read this little article from Gwyneth Paltrow. She's being interviewed. And the question I is, I have it on my cell phone here because – oh, you read that one? Okay, good. You I might did. Remember it was this. great. <laughs> so I, I took a picture of it because I, I carry this around with me everywhere now. Mm. Um, I'm reading it off of my phone. It says uh, – the question is, do you ever pay attention to what's written on the Internet about you? Mm. And her answer was, nope. I know what my intention is. People's opinions of me who don't know me and have never met me, that's none of my business. That mm. is a projection of theirs, and it has nothing to do with me. It's very sage advice. What are your, have you ever experienced that, wow, I'm going to get bigger, you know, what's that song, more money, more problems? Well, yeah. more, more money, more, more problems, totally. <laughs> more, more exposure, more problems. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you know, it's interesting, um, actually, just in terms of mo money, mo problems, is that a lot yes. of people, um, I, who I've worked with at least, and maybe you've experienced this in your work too, will um, not take action to grow their business or to make more money because they are afraid of mo money, mo problems, that they will suddenly have too much to handle or that they will get too big that they can't do everything or that, you know, people will come after them for money. It's really interesting, the psychology that holds us back from taking action. But in terms of more exposure and, and kind of people taking shots, um, I got a really nasty blog comment today, actually. Um, and I'm proud to report that I read the first sentence of it, and I could feel exactly where it was going, and I just deleted it. And it yes. felt, okay, in the past, I would have read it, I would have gotten upset, I would have had to have a whole conversation with my boyfriend about it. <laughs> and today I was just like, oh, great, this is not my person. So I just deleted, and it felt really good, just like Gwyneth Paltrow said, uh, that person's opinion of me has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the, 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 you know, I don't know you're, if you're sensitive. I am. I'm super think, sensitive. Well, I think, you know, by by, by virtue of being intuitive, I, I, I feel things a little bit, yeah. you know, more strongly than perhaps some people. And I, I feel that, you know, that that has the capability of cutting a lot of people off at the knees. And the same thing that yeah. more money, more problems, I've, I've dealt with this so many times with clients who say, who's, I had a client once, let me tell you this, I think you'll find this very interesting. She was in one of my masterminds many years ago. And every time I said, let's, let's come on, you've got to raise your rates, you know, or, or let's go out there and, and, and get you some more clients. And every time, right before she would take action, she would self-sabotage. And yeah. finally, one day, I'll, let's call her Jane for fun. I was like, Jane, what's mm-hmm. going on? And I just kept drilling deeper and deeper and deeper. And what it came down to is that every time that Jane made money in her business, her daughter uh, with three illegitimate children from three different dads, never married, would ring the doorbell and stick out her hand and say, you've got money, please give me some, and then play the the grandma guilt card. And so she she just associated, so if I make more money, I'll have more problems and I'll have to say no to my daughter and all of the drama that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or being or more losing it all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's probably like saying no to people may be more uncomfortable than living small. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you, how, 
Was there a, a defining moment in your own life that made you say, weigh the pros and the cons? You know, oh, I've been playing this certain game, and now I want to play a bigger game. Yeah. And I can no longer afford to play small, and I've just got to go beyond my comfort zone. I've got to go beyond my my current status, my current limits. If if there was such a defining moment, would you take us there and, and take us through how you how you made that happen? Absolutely. So um, I'll preface this story by saying that um, so some of you listening in might be familiar with my mom. Her name is Dr. Christian Northrup, and she wrote a fabulous book called Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, and some other amazing ones. And Mm -hmm. my mom and I are just super close. One of the reasons I moved home to Portland, Maine, was to be nearer to her for when I do have uh, my babies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, she and I went into business together a couple of years ago, and uh, I thought it would be such a great idea to kind of um, attach myself to her her well-established brand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excuse me. And uh, it went really well for a couple of years, and I had kind of the the wherewithal and and the knowledge to run the behind the scenes stuff. And she was able to um, use her platform to spread the word. And then what happened is, excuse me, I just need to uh, drink of water. Mm-hmm. What happened is, um, it just began to feel like a cage. Uh, honestly, for both of us, and we started to both resent one another. <clears throat> and um, what happened is I ended up, we we kind of had to renegotiate some of the business stuff, and it was just feeling really, really icky. And I got off the phone with my mom when we were renegotiating something, and it became clear that we were on very different pages, and I was sobbing. <laughs> and... Uh, and this is something she and I have totally worked through, which is why I feel very comfortable telling the story, and it's in my book as well. So I was sobbing, and I go into my boyfriend's room, and uh, to to and he's you know tell him the whole thing. And he looked at me, and he said, um, "Kate, do you mind if I give you my opinion?" And I said, "You know, no." And he he said, "I think you can do this on your own. You're enough." And it was huge. It was like it had never occurred to me that I had enough to say to say it on my own. It only felt like I was um, valuable enough in the role of being a supporter. And it was it was a really it was a really big moment, and that moment changed everything. And so uh, my mom and I were able to unravel everything really beautifully and and with lots of love and surprisingly quickly. And then ever since. Things have just been spectacular for both of us. And was it just that one uh, realization moment, or or did, was there some more digging deep of, oh, can I really do this, or did it just come in a, in a flash of light? You know, believe it or not, it was more of like came in a flash of light. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, now I had spent some time going through our business and making spreadsheets and really getting clear on what my contribution had been and where my skill set was so that I could actually begin to own my value because I wasn't recognizing that I had anything particularly worthwhile to give. So I wasn't valuing myself, and therefore, when you don't value yourself, the marketplace doesn't value you either. Yes. <laughs> and uh, 
So it, 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 it was a few months leading up to that moment, certainly, of some deeper digging and some getting really, really uncomfortable and just some, some you know, resentments and not feeling so great. And then it kind of all just switched in that one moment, and it was really profound clarity. You know, I just thought of something that I don't know if I've ever talked about, <laughs> but I'm going to talk about it now. I, I, so I'm just going to say it, judge, judge me or don't, but I, before I met my husband, I was, I was just, I was, I had, I, I just kept dating people for several years, and I would just be a serial dater for, uh-huh. and, and, you know, not that many, but like three or four, and, and I realized that. People always said to me, how can you move from one relationship to the next so quickly? You know, you really need to feel these things. And what they didn't know is that there would be, before the breaking up process would, would before the breaking up would happen, there was this long, sometimes two, three, six months, where I would actually mourn the relationship while I was still in it. Yeah. And by the time the actual breaking up happened, you know, I was done already. Totally. And I was able to move on to the next thing. It almost sounds like that's what happened with you. And that is one technique to, because I found myself, you know, in, at each new level, right? When I was at 30,000, I had to mourn that before I went to, you know, 300,000. And then when I was yeah. 300,000, I got to stop doing it and got to 3 million, et cetera. And, it, you know, if you want to go to 30 million, I hope numbers are okay with you. Well, actually, they are. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because now my sights are, you know, in full transparency on the 30 million. Not really because Amazing. of the number, but more because of I believe that I'm capable of it. And there is exactly. this, sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's six months where I have to go and mourn and cry and let go of the old me to right. get to the next level. Does that ever happen to you? Absolutely, because there are chapters and there are moments mm-hmm. of growth and um, and there are those kind of, um, I mean, you could think about them as, as business rites of passage, you know, yes. at just like getting your period and graduating from high school mm-hmm. and getting married and, you know, having your first child. All of that stuff is um, – I, yeah, I have a lot of girlfriends right now who are getting married, and, and uh, I'm very soon headed that direction myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting kind of cultural thing that happens where we get swept up in the whole next thing and how great and shiny it's going to be. And, oh, my God, you know, just as a wedding as a metaphor, I'm planning this big celebration and all this stuff, and we forget to actually take the time to – to mourn and say goodbye to the phase that we're leaving. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. One of the things our culture has so much trouble with is darkness and so-called negative emotion. And I worked with a coach last year, Chayla Davison, who was so phenomenal. She actually gave me this super annoying practice, which was um, for an hour a day, for two weeks, I had to sit and consciously try to bring up negative emotion and painful emotions and just sit with them and do nothing for an hour. Mm. And um, and I think that, that that is a very, very powerful thing to do when we're growing our businesses because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You know, the reason most people don't build a $30,000 business 
is because there are moments that are really hard, and there are moments that are amazing, obviously. So in my own life, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm in one of those rites of passage right now with the book coming out. It feels like there are some ways of being that I will have to let go of, which is, um, you know, pretending I don't know what I'm doing or not speaking up when I know the answer or <laughs> just, you know, little things that I noticed. Like the other day I was at a speaking gig and the schedule was running over and um, I went up to the event organizer and I said, you know, all these other speakers are so amazing. Why don't we just take me off the program and that way you won't get into a time crunch and people can go leave at the end of the day at the time they expected. And uh, one of the other keynote speakers, like the big feature guy, came up to me afterwards, and he said, I hear, I hear that you want to be taken off the agenda. He said, people saw that you were speaking today. They drove here to hear you speak, and you will get up there. I can't mm-hmm. believe you would ask to be taken off the program. And it was just the, 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 some, sometimes the ways that we de- devalue ourselves are insidious. So those ways of being have to die, and there's some nice sort of comfy, cozy safety in those because it's, Sometimes easier to sit at the back of the room. It is, and, mm-hmm. and we give ourselves permission to self-sabotage. Um, yeah. And yet everything that we want is past this point of the discomfort, right? right? So there's so there's so many people um, in this country alone who are, you know, numbing out every day with TV, with food, with other, you know, we all have our own numbing mechanism. I I believe everyone does. Um, Whether we choose to use it or not, we have one of choice. And that whole, the whole numbing or even just staying within the existing comfort zone and living what I call a beige existence. (laughs) No one wants a beige existence. I believe that's that's where suppression and depression comes. Um, but but everything that we want is is in is right outside the comfort zone. Yeah. It, it, it really it just imagine that as you're listening to this, imagine that you are in this bubble. And the bubble can be small around you or really big around you. But everything that you seek in in this lifetime for meaning, for fulfillment, for abundance, for relationships, for for everything that you do not have now that you wish you had is right outside the bubble of comfort that you're experiencing now. So the question is, you know, there's plenty of payoffs to staying within the comfort zone. You know, yeah. it's comfortable, I won't get rejected, I won't I won't, you know, I won't uh, you know, have more problems. I, I know this devil. I don't know that devil, so I'll stay with the devil I know. Um, and yet, is this is this the life that you intended? And I, I decided one day, Kate, that I was, I just one day, I made a, a definitive, it was just a, a defining moment where in my life where I decided I do not wake up in the morning to be mediocre. <laughs> I just don't. Now, some days I do, but in the overall, I just it's not who I am. I died to that person. Yeah. Uh, that 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 person in me, you know, that part of me died a long time ago. And now I do not wake up to be mediocre, which means every day I push myself 
a little bit more. Not because I have anything to prove to anybody, which is usually the argument that somebody has, just because the world has so many riches, and I don't mean just monetary. I mean riches of meaning and fulfillment and and seeking and finding and enlightenment and, and, and being a catalyst and, and just seeing what you can create in your life and all of that. And I, I think that we all uh, push up against that, that, that bubble of comfort, knowing discomfort is on the outside, but discomfort is not actually that uncomfortable. Have you ever felt that to be the case? Yes. I would say nine times out of ten, when I take the action that I'm terrified of taking, it feels way better than I could have ever expected. And and mm-hmm. the anticipation and the resistance was far more painful than taking the action itself. And a real practical example of that is I was just finishing some uh, some. Uh, gathering some endorsements for the book and I had one person outstanding and I had reminded her a couple of times and she's an endorsement that I really, really, really value and uh, I was resisting reminding her again because I didn't want to be annoying and then I finally did it and I finally reminded her. I got the best endorsement and she was totally grateful that I had kept reminding her about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was just, you know, one example because I didn't want to be that girl, but I decided, you know what, Kate, if you want to play a big game, you have to, if somebody said yes to you, you have to follow up with them. Like they're busy too. And I'm always really grateful when people follow up with me when I said, yeah. yes, I will do something for you. So that was yeah. just, just exactly. happened uh, this morning actually. <laughs> You know, you phrased it exactly in the same way that, that or, or somewhat similar to how I, I phrased it and felt it in the past, which is the anticipation and the fear of walking in to the thing that you fear is actually more painful than the actual walking in. Yes. It's all that drama that we create about it ahead of time. But when we actually walk in, everything's fine. <laughs> it's generally slightly, speaking. Yeah, slightly uncomfortable, but it's for a short period of time. And I... Yep. I, you know, you don't have kids yet, but I have three. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, uh, labor. Yeah. Not so comfortable. But in the <laughs> grand scheme of things, in the, gra- in, in the grand scheme of your life, that, that 6, 12, 36 hours, bless you if it's been 36 hours, but, but yeah. th- that time is so short compared to your entire life, and then the gift that you get at the end. I mean, it's, it's unfathomable how beautiful it is. And I want you to see your life as a metaphor of that. Short-term discomfort for huge payoffs and huge rewards. It's really an interesting way to look at life. That's great. That's really great. Um, you know, I've, I, I've, <laughs> I have these 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 truths, these things that I know to be true about life, you know, and and, um, I I look at, you know, Oprah Winfrey as being one of my mentors in absentia, and and she, something she says all the time is, here's what I know for sure. Hmm. And we all have something that we know for sure. And I would love to hear some of the things that you know for sure as an inspiration for for myself and and everyone listening to this. 
Oh, what a great question. You know, it's so funny. I actually wrote a blog post. I don't even remember when. It's a while ago. Um, entitled, Here's What I Know. Mm. Um, so I'll see if I can remember what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to know it. <laughs> I know. I, if, I, if I know it, I don't need to read the post. Um, yeah. What I know for sure is that my body will always tell me the truth. So that feeling in my gut or an open uh, open heart or a sense of um, dread, I can always trust my body to lead me where I need to go. So I always listen to her and honor that, even if it seems irrational. Yes, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a big one for me, big, big, big. Um, I also know that everybody is here to do something important. And everybody is not here to do something important in public or in, you know, some sort of huge way, but everybody can be big in their own life and in their own way. And I, I do know that for sure, that everybody's got that in them. Um, and for me, this is just super, super personal. I'm one of those people who I've I've always known that um, I want to be a mom, and that's how, why I created my entire business. So that's kind of the heartbeat um, of my business is mm. wanting to be a really present parent, and that's just you know something I'm super, super clear on. Yeah, that's great. Just knowing and setting up your life. You know, I I I opened up my first business for similar reasons, just mm. knowing that, you know, I I wanted I wanted to not for me it was I wanted to not work in corporate. Yeah. So uh, I I knew in my heart that I was still gonna work because I just it's just part of who I am. Um but I wanted the flexibility to do what we do now, which is take, you know, two months off per year, you know, August mm. and September and, and and take, you know, quarterly vacations and things like yeah. that. And because because I can, because it's my gig, right? It's my party and yep. that's that's how I want it. Um but it's but you know, I knew I always wanted to to work because I'm just wired that way. So it's just it's just really great to hear that this 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 it's premeditated. Like you can create your life the way you want to. Yeah. And then the you know the last one that just came to me is that I do know for sure that how you do it is what you get. So mm -hmm. the, Say more about the that. way the way we do anything is as important as if not more than important than the result that we're trying to get. Um you know it's kind of like enjoy the journey but that feels trite at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so whether yeah, it's yeah. taking out the trash, sitting in traffic, writing a blog post, doing public speaking, whatever your gig is, it's the way in which we do things that creates an extraordinary life, not as much the things that we're doing. Because I know plenty of people who do big, extraordinary things miserably, and plenty mm -hmm. of people who do tiny, mundane things absolutely fantastically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. A year ago, we had a team meeting. I took all of our um, employees, Derek and I took our employees and, and we went to 
uh, the club by the water, and we did a, a team thing, and we, 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 we wrote for the first time ever the mission of the company. And it's like mm-hmm. I didn't have a mission statement. <laughs> and what we got really clear on is that not only do we do business with three things, authenticity, integrity, and love, but then we teach our clients how to do, how to get more clients, make more money, multiply their business with authenticity, integrity, and love. And ever since, I mean, I've been living this way increasingly so uh, over the years, but when I was able to verbalize that, it's very much of what you're saying because the integrity, the authenticity, integrity, and love has become the filter for how I live my life and the filter for how I run my business mm. and, and everything that I do. And if it doesn't, if it's not authentic, if it's not integrous and it's not with love, then I don't do it. And mm. that, that is, that has changed everything for me, having that filter of, of, yep, if it doesn't pass through, then it doesn't pass through and it shouldn't have, it right. shouldn't be here then. And I think it's, it's so simplifying, right? Mm-hmm. To me, it has It's been. so simplifying. I love that. It's really great. Good. What, um, it's been really great to be with you, uh, today. You what, what last thought or inspiration do you want to leave with our uh, our students with today if you if there's just like one thing but perhaps it's something from your book perhaps it's something along the lines of what we're talking about or something from from this from this call what would you what would you underline or share with them what's been really important on my journey and I know that this the the topic is about you know, expansion and going outside your comfort zone and, and then also best practices. And so one of those things that's allowed me to stretch outside my comfort zone and go bigger and do those things and be okay with, you know, feel the fear and take do it anyway, uh-huh. is having incredible, incredible support in my life and mm-hmm. investing in that super, super consciously. So... I know for me, for example, an hour coffee date with a girlfriend is going to nourish me so deeply and I'll be able to keep that with me, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, even though maybe I'm in the middle of a deadline or something. So however you can create your circle of support, if it's online friends, if it's a book club, if it's, um, you know, wherever you can find those kindred spirits who will not only you know, kind of be a shoulder to cry on, but also hold you to a higher standard perhaps than you sometimes hold yourself. Find those people and treat them like gold because they absolutely are and then be that person for other people as well because we all need kind of that. It's generally women for me, so I call it a sisterhood, but there are some great guys too in it. And that's the foundation on on which everything is built for me. And so I recommend finding that. I think that we we so often think, oh, I should be able to do this by myself and I should be strong and da-da-da-da-da. But, um, you know, I, I found it to be the biggest gift when somebody I think has it all together shows me their soft belly and the underside that they are afraid to show to the world mm-hmm. to know that none of us really has it together Nobody, <laughs> on all not levels. A, not a single person, right? Because we're judging our underbelly towards somebody else's exterior thinking something's wrong, but they've got right. the same. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Totally. Well, thank you so much. You've given us so much, so much wisdom, so many little nuggets to, you know, to chew on and to savor, and I just, I, I find it very valuable. So thank you very much, Kate. And I know that there are some mm-hmm. folks who will want to find out more about you. Tell them where to go to follow you or to, um, to just find out more about your book and things like that. Yeah. So. Everything I've got going on is on my website, katenorthrup.com. And uh, as we said earlier, there's a there's a free quiz there called the Money Love Quiz, which you can use to find out what your relationship with money says about you and how you can create a more loving relationship with money. And then I'm on Twitter at Kate Northrup. I've got a um, YouTube show called Glimpse TV, which I would love for you to be on, Fabian, at some point. Mm-hmm. So. We'll make sure that happens. (laughs) Um, And you can find me on Facebook um, at Kate Northrup Fan Page. Great. Thank you. Well, thanks for being here today, and uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us, and I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. If you're new to the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass, I'd like to make sure you know about the free audio CD available to you called How to Attract All the Clients You Need. It's full of immediately actionable, incredibly useful information to get you more clients in the next 90 days. There is no catch, no gimmick, no sales pitch. It's simply my way of saying thank you for tuning into this show. And yes, I am offering it to you at no charge. I even pay for the shipping anywhere in the world. All you do to get your free CD is go to attractclients.com and request it today. And if you liked today's episode of the Play a Bigger Game Masterclass, you can download or listen to other masterclasses from this show on iTunes or by going to iloveplayingabiggergame.com. If you have friends, colleagues, or clients who would benefit from playing a bigger game, pay it forward and share the love by letting them know about iloveplayingabiggergame.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. This is Fabienne Fredrickson sending you a big virtual hug. Until next time, live life like you mean it. Bye, everybody.